Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Ramble Mania Show probably brings to you. It is I, your only two-time inaugural champion, heavyweight and tag, Hazel, the Eye Zombie. Join along with me as always. Well, it's not as always in this scenario, but I, I will I will join you in this today. I am one half of your reigning, defending, undisputed, Rambo Mania Tag Team Champions of the World, CJ the Great. CJ the Great. And welcome to another edition of What SmackDown, a bridge edition, because Swim Magic and Bandit Club yet again doing this and we will give you the good and the bad and who booked this shit on friday night smackdown oh, shit. <laughs> there are too many fucking releases going on way too many nxt just got rid of 15 percent of their roster just a, a a dump a whole ass roster dump <laughs> just bleh. let me name off the people Bobby Fish, Bronson Reed, Jake Atlas, Arlen, Ari Sterling, who is on 205 Live right now. Yes. Kona Reeves. The finest. Former North American champion, Leon Ruff. That nigga went to school. Stefan Smith. Tyler Rust. Diamond was, Mine. Man, you was there for a cup of coffee and they just let you go. And we just started the diamond mine shit. And already we ended like the, the, the feud has abruptly ended between Roddy and Bobby. And now we just lost a member of the fucking faction. Uh, something Smith. What is Zachariah Z? Smith? Zachariah Smith. Uh, I think he was um, the, the Indian roster. Oh, that guy's in Slytherin house. Mm -hmm. I uh, <laughs> Asher Holly, Asher Hale, Asher Hale, yeah, Giant Zangier, and Mercedes Martinez. She went into the void and she ain't coming back this time. What the hell? I mean, I she's another one that was just there for a fucking cup of coffee. I mean, she bar she she wasn't around. She, she didn't really do much on NXT. I mean, she got a women's championship, but then. They brought it to the main roster, made her reckoning, and then the minute she made her debut with the Retribution, that, that they showed their faces, she was gone right after that. Went back to NXT. Yeah, she 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 was like, nah, I, I'm not with this shit, and she she went back. I mean, look, all I, this is ridiculous. I mean, again, this is probably due to budget cuts because I mean. I think since after after Mania, this whole like whole lineup of releases is like, oh, every two weeks, new releases every two weeks. It's like, oh, we're going to get rid of six uh, next two weeks. Oh, next two weeks, we're going to get rid of 12. Hell, well, let's get rid of half the fucking NXT roster. Yeah, like I get business is business is business and you, you got to operate in the black and all that. And, and you, you got to look good for the investors because you're a publicly traded company. But like, Man, it, doesn't it get to a point where it's like, it just and, and me and Six have talked about this with with LeBron and Bray releases. Like, you're cutting valuable investments. Like Bronson Reed was a guy you pushed. Uh, Tyler Rust was a part of a 
major, semi-major thing on NXT that you just started up. Like, Leon Ruff is a former North American champion. Like, he wasn't getting pushed, but, like, he, he was a he was a staple on that show. Like, I, I, this is a, a lot yeah, of like, names. <laughs> some big, some names here have big recognition, and half of them are just performance center trainees. And I, under, I again, I understand what this company is trying to do. They're trying to cut the fat all the excess fat that they have now that they're back on tour, they want to start building up more of that revenue and, you know, ticket sales and everything else. But here's the thing. Like it's, 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 it's just, it's random knowing that like shit like this could just happen out of the blue. It's random that this happens. Like, when I found, when we just found out while we were watching SmackDown that Bronson Reed was released, I was like, "Holy shit!" I'm like, what what happened? What the hell did he do to to, to get this release? Because this is a guy that literally may uh, could have been a huge star in NXT and could make NXT a whole lot of money, along with you know some of the Mercedes Martinez also. She's she's also money, but the thing is, it's just. I think maybe the whole issue with Vince McMahon uh, having beef with uh, guy people from NXT is probably the reason. I don't know. But, again, it's just – it shocks me knowing that these releases are just happening very <laughs> – normally we, we'll get releases within two months. We're already in August, and these releases started after Mania. Yeah, they usually call it like, you know, the, the spring cleaning thing because it usually happens like one big wave around springtime. And then that's kind of it, like maybe a couple more, but not nothing too crazy like we've had this year. This year has just been like... We're, we're, we're about to hit the end of summer. Yeah, and it's been like almost every month, just like at least four or five names and big names. Like it's it's and to think, you know to think out of everyone there that we that I just named that was released, Adam Cole and Pete Dunne are have not signed or renewed their contracts with WWE or or NXT. Adam Cole was actually on on SmackDown backstage wanting to talk to Vince, whether if it was contract negotiations or something else, maybe more money. I mean, how how does how do they feel about this? Like, how 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 does this hit morale? They've already said like the the Bray release and and all that, like hit morale bad in the locker room. It's it, it's a it's a wild situation. Like, <clears throat> come SummerSlam, because with with the with those two contracts, it's gonna be interesting to see what they do if they resign. How what the landscape even looks like then whether they fire more people cuz you don't even know at this point you don't you don't know at this point we, we got to start asking ourselves is this is this is this line of releases ever going to end is this going to end by the end of the year cuz it, it it seems as if this is not over this is far like it it's far from over it's it's like what that's the thing. What is the end game to this? Like, is there an end game? Like, where where does the downsizing stop? Where? 
It's like you're signing people just to keep them away from the competition. But when you don't use them and then you release them, then people want to start complaining on the fucking Internet. Well, I mean, in, in that respect, like I, I, I see this as a good thing because all those people will get work. No, yeah, of question. course. No question. Because they're all talented. So that's great. And that feeds back into the industry. Like it's a good thing that WWE is hoarding less talent and keeping them away from everyone else. Like, no, if you're not going to use them, let them go and be used elsewhere so that the industry can grow and thrive with all this talent. So that part of it, I think, is good. But it's just odd that WWE has people that they've invested in that they're dropping like this, like we talked about Bronson and, and, and things of that nature. So yeah. it's, it's a strange situation. Well, I mean, we would like to wish all the, the people who have been released today the best of their future endeavors. And hopefully... Your careers will blossom in other promotions. I just don't want. I just don't want to go online and see people on the internet and say he's going to AEW. She's going to AEW. She's going like no. There, there are many other promotions besides what WWE doesn't consider competition. Okay. Yeah, there's Impact, Ring of Honor, New Japan, NWA, MLW. There's indie promotions. Yeah, plenty I mean, of places. PWG's up and running again. Plenty of places. I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe Bronson Reed could go to New Japan. Maybe he, maybe he'll go to Bullet Club. Jonah Rock. He's gonna be Jonah Rock again. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, was, I know Six is gonna have a lot to say. So yeah. Eyes on Banter Club next week. Yeah, it's so. a bummer. So birthday's this Sunday. I'm about to hit fucking 33 years old, and uh, it's. I've been watching some some stuff that like kind of reminisced like there's a lot of there there's two big things that I can honestly say that were really important to me on in wrestling on my birthday. One of them is New Japan Strong is about to be officially one years old this Sunday since they debuted um last year on my birthday and probably the best moment ever was when uh it was an old SmackDown from I believe 2002. It was Hulk Hogan taking on a young Brock Lesnar. Brock murdered the shit out of him. I mean, like, back then, like, when you gave someone a bear hug and it looked, like, dominating, Brock made that move look dominant. If you can make Hulk Hogan bleed from a fucking bear hug, you have my credibility. And then, you know, the the infamous moment after that, like, blood gushing out of Hogan's mouth and then Brock taking it, smearing it all over his chest, and then all over his face and then, you know, giving Hogan a even, you know, uh, giving him more of a bear hug, making him look like fucking dominant beast. So like, I'm just, I'm just glad that I get to live another year and, you know, I, I can't wait to see what 33 fucking feels like, but <sighs> submitted to the approval. Oh no, no. Before I get to that, I want to get your thoughts on this since it already happened last night. Let's get your thoughts on Chris Bay officially joining Bullet Club. Well, you know I'm with all that shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, nah, I've, I've I've always thought Chris Bay is, was a, is a great talent. Um, and yeah, him being in Bullet Club is perfectly good with me. I I love the Forbidden Door shenanigans continuing, and yeah, I fucks with it. I love him. <laughs> I, I love him being on some notice me senpai shit with Jay White. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's 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 amazing to see that as someone like him, you know, getting this kind of recognition, uh, he just des- he deserves it so much. I mean, I'm hoping that it, it 
while he's in Bullet Club, like he can work with the with the guys in New Japan strong, uh, be in the Super J Cup, maybe go after the the Junior Heavyweight Championship. I mean, who knows? I would you pay money to go see Robbie Eagles take on Chris Bay? Most definitely, because Robbie Eagles is the new Junior Heavyweight Champion. I would love to see that match. Yeah. I wonder what Chris Bay's gonna uh, new slogan name is gonna be now that he's in Bullet Club. Some some he gonna work it out. <laughs> Bayley Club, some shit. <laughs> so, so I got one question for you, my friend. Yes, sir. Are you ready for the SmackDown? As ready as I'll ever be. Submitted to the approval of the Rumble Mania show. This is the tale of whether or not Selena Vega gets her fucking women's championship contendership. Without further ado, <laughs> let's get ready to rumble. Friday night SmackDown from Tampa, Florida. Let them know what SmackDown, Tev. Yes. We're in Tampa, Florida this week. And, you know, everybody was in Florida this week. AEW was in, in, in Jacksonville, and SmackDown's in Tampa. They so. returned back to the place where they originally started the Thunderdome. Yes. No, no, it was in Florida, and then they moved to Tampa because yeah, yeah. stupid shit. Tampa's in Florida, but yeah. Uh, we open up with the boss. It's boss time, Sasha Banks. She's here to explain her actions, why she betrayed Bianca Belair last week. She says, you know, Bianca... She would be nothing without me. I brought her at, I brought her to my level. I brought her to the dance. I, t- I took her from a rookie to the champion. There would be no ESPYs, no pictures with Megan the Stallion, no WrestleMania main event without me. Anyone else, they would have thanked me. But Bianca, she dissed me. And then I sat at home thinking about the disrespect. And then I came back to SmackDown to make Bianca pay. And then Bianca comes out. Cause she's on her own against the wall mm-hmm. and she's like uh-uh says last time she checked sasha was the one begging her to pick her after she won the royal rumble so that they could both make history together so she says it seems like sasha doesn't want her to shine so she hits the ring sasha powders and stands on the table and bianca says you know if you want you want a shot at this women's championship and so on, you can have it. But then Zelina Vega comes out like, fuck all that shit that you were talking about in there. You're not doing that. She hits the ring, but Bianca, <laughs> she hits the apron, and Bianca's like, if you step in this ring, I'm, I'm going to whoop your ass if you step in this ring. <laughs> and Zelina's like, all right, I stand here then. And, you know, she, she calls Sasha a ratchet little vulture. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was she's, hilarious. She's like, before that ratchet little vulture stepped in, <laughs> I was challenging you for that title, and you accepted my challenge. So Bianca, she's like, all right, Sasha, I'll see you at SummerSlam. And Zelina, I'll see you tonight. And it seems like we're all set. Bianca and Sasha at SummerSlam for the title. Bianca and Zelina tonight for the title. So it would seem. My first thought was, weren't you guys at the ESPYs together winning this award? <laughs> when, when Sasha brought that up? Like, yeah. you guys, oh my God. Sometimes- well, I, I guess that's her, Sasha, that's her explaining that. Like, we were at the ESPYs together putting over this match and you never thanked me, whatever. I mean, 
Did Sasha ever thank her? I mean, I... she doesn't have to. She's the boss. Now, here's the thing with this whole with this whole opener. I like the promo that Sasha did. I mean, again, she's better as a heel than she is as a babyface. Not that, you know, she sucks as a babyface. WWE has this way of booking her weird as a babyface. When they make her a heel, she's truly the boss. And I like that. Like, they need to keep her that way. She never needs to turn face. She can always forever be a heel. And, you know, make... And she makes the stories interesting. Very interesting indeed. And I'm... I I could be a little iffy over the fact that, like, oh, we're going to get these two wrestling again. But at the same time, I have to tell myself, hmm, they haven't wrestled each other since Mania. So I can't complain. Why not? They don't have an opponent for Bianca. Bailey was injured. And, you know, they can't just throw any woman to face Bianca because, one, either no one's earned it. Two, you, you can't just throw any random person into this and think, like, oh, we, we're, we're going to sell this and think, oh, we're getting into this. Doesn't work that way. Look at what happened at fucking Rolling Loud with uh, Bianca and Carmella. That didn't work. That did not work. Well, yeah. But it was a last-minute replacement. Multitude of reasons. <laughs> yes. But I think this whole segment is just first it was for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And then later on, we find out that it's not. It's and this has been pissing me off. And this is what I hate when they say that, oh, we have new changes coming in WWE like a fucking drone. And them now saying championship contendership instead of number one contender. It's like, I'm the championship contender to your SmackDown Women's Championship. How stupid is that? It's, it's whatever. <laughs> but Everybody's got to give me This is a little mini feud to, to give Zelina for now so that way Bianca could look strong going up against Sasha because even Zelina said it when she was backstage and being ta- uh, talking to Pierce and Sonya. It's like, Oh, well, I'm hoping Sasha wins because, you know, this, that, and the third, because I don't think Bianca's going to, you know, walk out of there as champion. So, oh, spoilers. <laughs> but good segment, and I like the story, what they're doing here. Sasha, you know, not getting the acknowledgement from Bianca, thanking her for everything that she's done for her, like making her main event, WrestleMania with her and all that stuff. Like, Bianca earned that. She she earned that by winning the Royal Rumble and beating your ass at Mania. Dude, yeah, this was fine. This was like ten minutes. It could have been five, <laughs> but such is the WWE formula. It did what it needed to do. No, but you know what? I rather I rather you know something fresh open up the show than you know the same old shtick. Here comes the main event champion coming I mean, on here. This felt like the same old shtick, just with different people. I mean, yeah, it does, <laughs> it's with different people, but. It's a storyline. It, it's a storyline that they want to start pushing for now after the the main event they had last week with the betrayal. Yeah, but it, it was fine. <laughs> Fucking Michael Cole fucks up. He's like, "Yeah, it's Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair tonight." And Pat is like, "No, it's <laughs> Zelina Vega and Bianca Belair tonight." Fucking poor yeah. Michael Cole just wants to go to sleep. All right, <laughs> let him be. He wants to be like Jr. at Raw twenty five. Sleeping, trying to knock out. He's tired. You don't want to watch this. We get a recap of of Ray Mysterio versus Jimmy Uso from last week, and 
Then we see Ray and Dominic, and Ray wants to know why Dominic, a pro wrestler, challenged another pro wrestler to a match. What the hell were what? you thinking? <laughs> what, what kind of stupid-ass question is that? <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, man, why'd you challenge Jey Uso to a match tonight? Don't you know, you know, if we, we got to shot the tag titles at SummerSlam, we can't afford to have a loss and lose momentum going into that match. And Dominic's like, don't worry about it. I got it. Just like you didn't need me last week. I don't need you out there tonight. I can handle it. So, we'll see. We will see indeed. Yeah. Up next, it is Dominic Mysterio versus Jay Uso. The Usos come through portals? They got these portals in their entrance? <laughs> Wait, they, oh, yeah, I mean, they're just copying the Mysterios. The Mysterios came through a portal of Money in the Bank. Now they need to come through a portal. What the hell? Are we jumping into the multiverse or not? I mean, I, it looks it looks as if we're getting. I, I mean, I I heard I heard that Mortal Kombat is officially finished. Like they're not gonna make a new one, but it looks like you're teasing another Mortal Kombat game. If you have wrestlers coming out of fucking portals from <laughs> oh, no, our world well, going into ner- fucking Earth realm, yeah, they're done with Mortal Kombat 11, but they're gonna make a new one. I mean, I know they're gonna make a new one, but it's just like, come on now, this is so weird. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, we got portals and shit, so that, that that's cool. But <laughs> uh, Dominic and Jay, they go back and forth. Dominic, he gets this big arm drag, but Jay cuts him off, and they go outside. Dominic, Dominic hits this tope sunset flip bomb into the barricade. That shit was pretty cool. Yeah, it was dope. Yeah. Goes into the commercial with that. They come out of the break. Dominic is making a comeback, gets a neck breaker for a near fall. Jimmy tries to interfere, but Ray takes him out. But the distraction, it leads to Jay hitting a super kick and uh, the super flash splash for the win. And, you know, I guess they'll do Ray versus Jay next week or whatever. I, I do. I have a question for you. How, what do you. how do you feel about Dominic's performance so far, you know, being in front of a live crowd and everything? Do you feel as if he's getting he's getting the, uh, the hang of it or do you feel as if he still needs more work? I mean, he needs some. He needs more work, but he looks pretty good so far. Like he's hitting the spots all right. He's feeding off the crowd okay. It's all right. Yeah, he hasn't. He hasn't fucked anything up major that I've seen. No, I mean, but it's it's just like you know when you have fresh meat out there and you have to give a first impression to a live crowd. It's you know, it's go big or go home. And that's what I always think about when I see Dominic on stage in front of a live crowd. It's like you know, bro, go big or go home. You know, you're Mysterio, so you got to keep that name alive. You know, you're going to your father's going to be passing you the torch probably after fucking SummerSlam. So who knows? And that's what I'm afraid of. It's just like I know he he is a great wrestler and he got a lot of experience from his father. His name is is synonymous <clears throat> in the world of Lucha Libre going into like, you know, American wrestling, Japan, all that stuff. And. I want him to keep that name alive until he uh, Ray decides to retire and pass the torch on to his son, because that's going to be the big step for Dominic. He's going to be on his own. Yeah, his dad might be there from time to time on his corner, but he's not going to be there all the fucking time. That's what he needs to learn. He needs to learn that he's got to fight his own battles and he needs to do it in front of a live crowd and prove that he could do it on his own without having his dad be his, you know, his shadow. You can't live under your dad's shadow anymore once he's gone. So once that happens, I think it's time for him to start <coughs> making a bigger impact. But I think this match that he did here was actually pretty good. And he has improved. He still needs a lot more work, but he's improving. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously it's the classic. You're you're learning on the job, so yeah. He's in there with pros. He's doing fine. I mean, like, this is a family versus family feud, which I like so much because it's it's like who's the better family? Is it the Anawai family, the Fatsu family, or is it the Mysterios? And <coughs> I'm kind of glad that. You know, when they plug, when they make this match official for SummerSlam, like, if this ends up on the pre-show, I will get really mad. And I'm glad that it's not on the pre-show because this is, this is a few for the ages. And I feel as if we're going to have most likely a six-man tag team match in a few weeks just so they could uh, have Roman Reigns get off, uh, get off of Finn Balor's back and Finn Balor could team up with the Mysterios at the go-home show. Before SummerSlam, that could be the possibility. I don't know. We got a recap of Seth Rollins attacking Edge last week, and then we get Edge himself in the back. He calls Seth a rotten, selfish bastard. But he's like, <laughs> Seth, you can meet me in that ring tonight, and I'll show you what a rotten, selfish bastard I can be. And he walks off. So yeah, we're going to see Edge later tonight. Uh, then. We got Rick Boogs rocking out on the guitar. This is like actually the only the second time I've seen this. I think so. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm happy about this. <laughs> this is um, this is um, to me, I've enjoyed this. Like, I, you know, I'm happy that they changed his name because whatever name he had before, I cannot pronounce it. That shit it was, was great. Boogenhagen. Boogenhagen. That's Boogenhagen. Oh my god. That that doesn't sound right at all. Like he could have yeah, okay. he could have been in Imperium if if he still had that fucking name. Nah, no way. They they don't think he respects the ring. But no, I I love the name Rick Boogs because you know what? I love when the crowd says it because it sounds like they're actually saying boo, and it's it's moments like that. It's just like. Are they booing him or are they actually saying his name? Yeah, <laughs> they like him. They like him. No, they really like him. And he he's really yo, this guy, he has a lot of showmanship in his character. And you know, him being a, a guitarist and a, a rocker, he has the voice for it. And I love it. And I just love how Pat McAfee is so free spirited. Like they just let him do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, just he'll get on top of the table, table dancing, and Michael Cole is just like. Bro, we you gotta be professional here, man. I got Vince screaming in my ear telling me you're doing all this shit. When Vince is screaming in here's in his in Pat's ear, like, get on that table, pal. Start dancing, pal. <laughs> you gotta dance for me, pal. It's right. Hey, you gotta dance. You gotta make Michael Cole look like he's so uncomfortable. <laughs> it's great, pal. It's good shit. <clears throat> uh yeah, this is King Nakamura versus Apollo Cruz. Uh, yeah, Nakamura's entrance is really fucking cool. So yeah. Um, I didn't that. see most of this match, but I was I found out that it ended in a disqualification. Yeah, it didn't matter. So <laughs> fuck you. Didn't matter. I had a fucking feel the whole time I was watching it. I had that feeling like fucking his disease is gonna run in, and he sure did. <laughs> if they made this the pre-show match for SummerSlam, I'd be pissed. They can't do that. They can't. So uh, yeah, Boogs and Knock fight the heels off, and they 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 play the music, and 
I'm sure they'll do this again next week. <laughs> Why do this again next week? We couldn't. We couldn't just did what they fucking did on Raw. Um, who the fuck was it that <clears throat> that had a tag with? Oh yeah, fucking uh, Sheamus and Damian Priest had a fucking U.S. Con- uh, championship contenders match. Priest wins. And then Ricochet shows up, and then Morrison gets involved, and then here we go, impromptu tag match plan. Why couldn't we do that on SmackDown? We could have had Apollo and Commander Aziz taking on Rick Boogs and King Nakamura. Well, they'll probably do that, too. <laughs> but we could have had that now. We didn't need to just end it in a DQ, and then we're moving on to the next thing. That was atrocious. Hey, that's what they do. <laughs> We got a recap of last week where fucking Baron Corbin ran in and screwed up Finn's contract signing and John Cena ended up signing it because WWE legalese is meaningless. Fucking Adam Pierce even says when, when they're like, that's bullshit. He's like, well, the, the name on the contract says John Cena and that's good enough for me. But fucking Finn Balor's name should be printed on it. Should it not? I mean... Yeah, because <laughs> once again, here we go. A fucking part-timer taking someone else's spot in the fucking main event. Fuck you, Adam Pierce, fuck. you piece of shit. <laughs> this no, is no, 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 fuck Adam Pierce. Fuck you, WWE. Well, yeah, naturally. Yeah, of course. Fuck them for writing this stupid-ass story. But, like, what the fuck? Fuck you twice. Twice for Goldberg and Cena. <laughs> like, oh, God bless Kayla Braxton. We got Kayla Braxton. She 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 made the whole thing better. Uh, she's with Paul Heyman. What? <laughs> Paul Heyman fucking for the cheap heat brings up Tom Brady. He's like, <laughs> look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and how they paid Tom Brady seventy five million dollars. If I were to hit <laughs> Tom Brady with a chair and sign my name on the contract, would I get paid seventy five million dollars? It's a valid point. He would Here's not. my question for this. Why were they booing that? I don't understand. What is wrong with Florida? Don't Why were they booing that? Our guy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, this is my favorite kind of WWE storyline. Them pointing out the flaws in their writing and then continuing to do it anyway. Like Exactly. And, you know, Paul Heyman is, is a mastermind. And, you know, like, you know, throwing out little subtle hints here or there about how, oh, this writing is awful and this this might not look... This might not look good for the company, but he's literally the heels are literally argue everyone except like the 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 face the faces are arguing, yo, that's bullshit. John Cena can't just fucking sign the contract. It was for Finn Balor. No one but Finn Balor should be able to sign it. And they're just like, uh, nope, fuck you. John Cena signed it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, no. If they make this a triple threat, no. No, because if they do that, then Roman has to do what he did at fucking Mania 36. Smash them, stack them, pin them. <laughs> and it's like, why couldn't they just do something that makes fucking sense? Whatever. Uh, after Paul Heyman cuts this promo, he he turns to leave. And Big E is just right there with the briefcase fucking with him. Like, I got this. You think that they just might give Cena the championship just to break Ric Flair's record and then have Big E come cash it in right there? Just to give us that feel-good ending at a big event. I would not mind it, but again, it's it's not what 
it's not what WWE wants to do. It's really what we want to see happen in the company because that I believe that would wow. be a genius thing to do. You know, yeah, let 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 John Cena have his 17-time world championship and then lose it in two minutes. Well, you know when it comes to WWE, what we want don't matter. You know that. <laughs> Tamina versus uh, Tegan Knox. She's the women's tag team champions. <laughs> Tamina by herself, the women's tag team champions. But Holy she fucking got us. distracted by Shotzi shooting shit out her tank. She didn't Hold on a second. She didn't shoot her. Okay, so there was some bullshit that happened on Raw uh, last week. So Veer had a chair. He was facing Drew McIntyre. So Veer had a chair in his hands. And Drew McIntyre hit a claymore onto the chair, and Veer got the chair clock to his face, calling for the DQ, giving Drew McIntyre the win. Yeah. That's stupid booking right there, right? That sounds pretty Here's stupid. the stupidest booking. A Nerf football was launched outside of, uh, out of a tank for a distraction. I don't care if it didn't hit the person or not. That still was used. That's a disqualification right there. Okay? Where is the logic in this booking? Well, oh, I'm going to shoot this Nerf football, and then I'm going to have my partner win. So, hold on. Who am I cheering for here? Tamina? Or not, because I feel like they just did some dirty heel shit here. Shout, Shout out, out to the Dirty Heel podcast. <laughs> uh, is her name really just Knox? No, her name, no, it's just Shotzi. Tegan Knox has her whole name. Oh, Shotzi no. Blackheart is not Blackheart anymore. It's just Shotzi. That's okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's that. Uh, Zelina walks <laughs> into the room with Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville, and she's like, all I want to hear is that my title match is next, all right? And Sonya's like, well, just because Bianca said yes and accepted your challenge doesn't mean that it's set. She doesn't make the matches. I make the matches. She fucking Tony Condor. You don't make the matches. I make the matches. Nine days. <laughs> but fucking, she says the contract hasn't been ratified. The match isn't set. Uh, she tells Alina, you have to prove yourself. So your match with Bianca tonight is non-title. This, this is another problem that I have because last week, Selena Vega came out there and basically asked Bianca Belair for a title shot, and Bianca Belair accepted the challenge. Now they just said, fuck it. You didn't prove you, you didn't prove anything since you've made your return. So now you gotta fucking earn it. She just accepted a challenge for the fucking women's championship. And twice. you're taking it away twice, and you're taking it away from her. Bianca said yes twice, <laughs> and they said no. Fuck you. But John I mean, Cena signing Finn Balor's contract is perfectly fine. <laughs> hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Everyone is accepting matches in this fucking company. When is it? When, when is it? Oh my god! Like the whole the whole booking here just went completely off the rails like it's sinking quick hire the emergency writers this... oh my god <laughs> edge comes down gets the fucking best reaction of the night because he's an actual fucking star people know him and like him uh he says apparently seth rollins isn't even here tonight he's nowhere near the building but you know what that's probably for the better because with what i want to do to seth rollins 
I'd probably end up in jail. So, you know, I was willing to let the past be the past until he screwed me out of the Universal Championship at Money in the Bank. But, you know, truthfully, I know I would have done the exact same thing. Because looking at Seth Rollins, it's like looking into a mirror. It, it, you know, it's just him following in everything I've done, following in my footsteps. And I know that I'm going to have to end <coughs> sooner or later. And if Seth was here tonight, it would end tonight. And then Seth pops up via satellite. <laughs> you're not via satellite. You're just backstage. Yeah, you're you're backstage. But whatever. You're in, you're in Vince's private office. Yeah, he's doing a promo from the office. The drip god Seth Rollins is here. Says, you know, we are your right edge. We are very alike. But, you know, the ultimate opportunist is no match for the architect. I hate when they fucking start talking in catchphrases. <laughs> but, it's stupid. But he's like... The difference is, I always make sure I have a plan B. And I'm just like, whoa, well, I have a plan B. You and me for the first time ever at SummerSlam. And Seth laughs him off, and he's like, let me think about it. Let me think about it. And you know, Edge, you should think about it, too. Because, you know, what are you going to do when I stomp on that (coughs) neck? That has had to be surgically repaired. Not once. Not twice. Three times. Because I don't know how that'll work out. You know, with your lovely wife and your daughters. You know, I know what, it, I know what it's like. I got kids of my own. And, and then as he gets hot, he's like, don't you dare talk about my wife and kids. You keep, you keep their names out of your mouth. And he says, you know, I realize what this is about. You're just upset because I tossed you out of the 2020 Royal Rumble. And it eats at you. Because you know that you couldn't finish the job seven years ago. And you know that even though you've been following in my footsteps this whole time, you're just edge light. And then Seth gets pissed. He's like, I'm not edge light. I'm fucking out. I'm, I'm. You kind of I said it in Money in the Bank. You, 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 we're getting edge versus edge at SummerSlam. Because, yes, this is Seth has been basically looked at as the ultimate opportunist. Look at what he did at WrestleMania. That was the ultimate opportunity right there yeah. to cash in on Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. Yeah, Seth, he's fucking like, I'm not, I'm better than you, Edge, and you know it. I'm not fucking Edge Light. I'm MJF Light. <laughs> look, you know, a, you know a blood feud starts when you start bringing up people's families. Yeah, don't, don't, don't do it. So I, if, if you're going to do this blood feud, please don't do a, a, a Mania 25 where it's Triple H or Randy Orton and they start off with a lockup. Like, well, we'll see. But uh, Seth... it's so right. sorry, sorry. It's yeah. so funny because um, last week when Edge was coming out to cut a promo and they did the commercial and they cut back and Seth Rollins is in the ring and they show what happened with the, um with, you know, him doing what Edge did at Survivor Series 2007-2008. Batista, Undertaker, held himself for the World Heavyweight Championship. He was a cameraman. He made his, a, he made his shocking appearance in the final match and whacked Undertaker and Batista with the, the cameras. And Seth Rollins doing the same thing, grabbing a camera and whacking Edge with it. You know what that whole thing reminded me of when they came back from a commercial and Seth was in the ring? What? Remember a Monday Night Raw moment where Kofi Kingston was in a match and they cut to commercial, and then when they came back from commercial, Kofi Kingston was just celebrating and oh, yeah, victory. He, he won during the break. <laughs> yeah, like what the fuck was yeah. that? Like you could have been. Here's the thing: you could have at least shown us the attack and then showed showed us the rest of the attack 
moments ago when you came back from commercial. Like you could have shown us some of that stuff. Like it was so weird. And I'm like, again, the production, fuck you, Kevin Dunn. But no, this this whole fucking segment is again, it's it's cool. But again, we know this match is gonna be official, but I like the fact that Seth said, give me time to think about it because we would have came back from commercial and it would have been like, ladies and gentlemen, it is official. We a dream match of the century. Seth Rollins, Roman uh, Edge at fucking SummerSlam. And I'm like, we didn't even hear Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville make that official. Well, Edge pissed them off, so that's how you got the match. <laughs> so it's, it's set. But it's set. I, I, I love this promo. I mean, yes, it's, it's, it's basically looking in a mirror between these two. Because, yes, Seth Rollins is Edge light. He's basically the ultimate opportunist 2.0. And here's the thing. I like when you brought up the promo and because it kind of hit me in the head for a minute, like a bolt of lightning. CM Punk said it when he signed his contract for Money in the Bank. So Edge said some stuff that he said a few years ago when he was feuding with Matt Hardy. The things that he would do to, uh, to, to this person, he'd be in jail for. Seth Rollins saying Triple H stuff. I always got a plan B in mind. So I like that, you know, they're, 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 they're bringing up old stuff because this is, this is basically a continuation from 2014 because of the whole thing that, oh, he should have pulled the trigger the minute that he had him for the curb stomp, but he didn't. So I am actually digging this angle. I really want to see this match happen because these two could put on a five-star match. And honestly, like, Seth Rollins was always a good heel. Just how Edge was always a good heel. These two guys were not really good baby faces. Yeah, Edge had some legs as a baby face, but he was definitely a better heel, yeah. But Ed, Seth had great legs as a baby face, but they fucked him. So, there you go. I mean, if it was 2018 when he was, like, the Iron Man, when he was Seth freaking Rollins, yeah. yeah. That I I dig, but after 2019, it's like, yo, yeah, they, they you fucking, they yeah, yeah. Not only did they fuck him, he fucked himself because of the uh the the Twitter stuff. Yeah, it, it was it was a bad situation all around. Yeah. Uh, up next, it is Kayla's fine ass. She is with Finn Balor, the fucking prince. He's got no fucking time for this shit. He says, "I was this close to signing that contract." And then Baron Corbin stuck his nose where it didn't belong. Says if Corbin wants to pick himself up, Finn is going to teach him some integrity the hard way. And after that, I've got a bone to pick with John Cena. So Finn getting a little closer to his NXT self. I see it. I see it creeping out of there. Yeah. Like do you it. think? Do you think this is a possibility that um, we might get a Finn Balor heel turn on the main roster? Uh. Because ever uh, since he was a babyface the entire time that he was on the main roster, like they didn't change him at all. Yeah, but then NXT showed how you can do him as a proper babyface, and it seemed a little bit like they were leaning into that on this show. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about it later. We got the Street Profits versus the Dirty Dogs. Yep. The last time I watched this show was the last time we did this show. And these guys were fucking wrestling each other, man. <laughs> oh yeah, it was a um, it was a six man tag. Um, the Street Profits and Bianca Belair with Bailey and the Dirty Dogs. That's what opened the show. Yeah, they had uh, these two women had a promo with each other, and then 
the dirty dogs and then the street profits came out and then we had that fucking match. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> They're always doing God the same matches. <laughs> and then then this is when the releases started happening. Like <laughs> I just look at my phone and, and Sean Ross sap just starts a tweet storm of this guy's been released, that guy's been released, and I, I don't even care about this match. I'm like, oh shit, what is going on? Yeah, I did the same thing. Like we were, we were really more distracted and more focused on the releases than what was going on in the match. I mean, the match was it was okay for what it was, but we were just more focused on something else that was bigger if than what was on television. Show, you've seen this match before, and it's fine. Whatever. Uh, Dawkins put Ziggler down with the sky high. Montez low down. Street Profits win. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's really. It. Let's just be happy that the Street Profits are now back as a tag team since um, I think it was Montez Ford that was injured due to the hands of Otis. Oh, I didn't even know that. Good. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was. He, it wasn't even like he was really injured. They just they're trying to make Otis like this serious guy. Like again, you know, he looked. Uh, I, I said before how um Otis looked like a fucking Red Sox baseball player with the long hair and the beard. Now he looks like a fucking New York Yankee with the cut hair and the clean shaved face. Yeah. So it's just like it's a it's a completely different transformation to Otis and to see him be a heel. It's fucking great. But yeah, it was just like again. It's not that we didn't care for this match. We were just distracted by, you know, other, you know, news that was already blowing up within the time that this match took place. So I'm sorry if we couldn't give you, you know, any specific details about how great this match was. But when it's releases of your favorite wrestlers, you got to stop what you're doing and you got to start fucking ranting shit before you get on air and do this shit here. And and again, they've done this match many, 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 many times. So it ain't (laughs) it ain't no thing. Uh, Ain't nothing different. Yeah. We got Cold and, and Pat uh, recapping some tweets from Sasha and Bianca to set up the next match. Bianca Belair versus Zelina Vega. And uh, there's some wrestling to start back and forth, chaining, and Bianca deadlifts Zelina. But Zelina crucifixes her into the ropes and then just grabs her braid. It was a weird, cool little sequence. And then they fight outside. Bianca presses Zelina and Sasha hits the ramp for the universe mode distraction. Mm-hmm. Like her music literally hits and Sasha just taunts and, and Bianca's like, hey, what the fuck? And then <clears throat> Zelina takes over and her. Did she have her on a um on a gorilla press and then Sasha's music hit outside? Yeah. Okay. And then Sasha left. <laughs> like she ain't even come to the ringside or nothing. She left. So <laughs> Bianca's making a comeback out of the commercial. She hits the handspring moonsault. That gets a two. And then Zelina tries to get the sleeper, but Bianca wraps her around and then gets the suplex. Zelina reverses that into a DDT, but fucking Bianca rolled and didn't bump. (laughs) So it was just a roll. Like, it wasn't... (laughs) It was the weirdest DDT. Yeah, word. So Bianca does that spot. I feel like everybody does now where, like, she catches you and then just bangs you into the barricade and the powerbomb. And then... Puts her in the ring for the KOD, so I guess this was fine. <laughs> just because minute, because minutes later, more releases started coming up. Yeah, and and like this was an all right match, but like they just packed Zelina up and got her out of here. After all that, her hey, I'm ready, Bianca, I'm ready. No, you're not. <laughs> after all that time, making her return after saying unionization, all that shit, making her return, and then you know, still losing, not winning, still losing. But, you know, I'm happy that she's getting some airtime and doing stuff. 
but again, this is just some. I, this is just something that we weren't really, you know, focused on. It was a good match. I'm not gonna say it was bad. It was sloppy at first because, you know, I don't, I, I don't think the company has a lot of faith in Selena Vega, and I don't think they trust her after bringing her back. You know, all this other stuff. So Be they're just trying to lose role on DDT. <laughs> yeah, but yet again, you know, this is when you know all the other releases started coming up and. Everyone just started going on a fucking tirade. Uh, yeah, everything was kind of crazy by this point. But uh, then here is the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. He's in the back. Paul Heyman comes up to him. He's like, Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin is next. And Roman is like, I'm interested. And <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, God, they do so. They blow Roman. Like, Roman's great, but, like, they fucking blow him so much. Yes. <laughs> I'm interested. I'm interested in the, You're really interested in this main event with Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin? I, I do like, though, that throughout this, Roman is like, I respect you, Finn. Like, you're you're good. So it, it's good that Roman himself is trying to put dudes over. Well, it's good that Roman is acknowledging other people instead of himself. Yeah, like he is the top dude. So it's good that Roman is like, as the fucking the chief, he's like, I acknowledge your talents, but you should acknowledge me or what the fuck ever. So, uh, yeah, main event, I guess. <laughs> Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin. And I, I go into this thinking, you want to show me you're for real about Finn Balor? Have him squash Baron Corbin here. Yes. Corbin's supposed to be all down and depressed. So, you know, that, that works for the character. So, Corbin grabs the mic and tells Finn, listen, Finn, I'm desperate. All right. I apologize for what I did last week. I was just, you know, things are bad for me. And Finn just steps up to him. and He's like, apology not accepted. And fucking <laughs> pops on him. Uh, and... He didn't squash him, squash him, but he put him down quick. I mean, it was a, it was a thing where it's just like we got to make Baron Corbin get some offense. And yes, we 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 see a character, we have a character here that's now officially down in his luck. We still meet, we still need to make him look like he could go in the ring. Yeah, they, gave, Baron, they gave Corbin a little bit. What Baron Corbin needs right now is some is is some new things to his gimmick every week, like armpit stains on his shirt, a black eye, fucking. Uh, 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 um, him missing a shoe with, and he's he's just walking down one, right foot barefoot, the left foot with a shoe on. Um, he has like um uh, a little cast for like his finger or something. Make him feel like he's really down on his luck, you know. Yeah, I guess things will will get worse as we go along, but yeah, Finn pretty much wrecked Baron Corbin here, so I, I'm I was good with that, perfect. Uh, and then he grabs the mic, he's like, "Oi." <laughs> Three years ago, I would have accepted what happened last week, but that Finn is dead, and this Finn isn't smiling, and this Finn wants Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. And if I got to go through John Cena <coughs> to do it, I'm willing to do that. But then Roman's music hits, and the champ, the Universal Champion, hits the stage, puts his belt up, gets all the pyro. In his own personal tracksuit. Hey, he's got his own tracksuit and shit. <laughs> I still hate that man. fucking statue. That's just like, so up, up, I'm going to come. I'm going to come. I'm coming. Fucking statue nuts. And, and there you go. <laughs> it's like so. they're, they're, it's like the, 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 
it's like Fox is telling them, hey, be more edgy. Let's be more edgy, but keep it PG. Oh, let's get this, let's get this fucking AR graphic statue of Roman pretending to have a blowjob and then do his little uh, ooh, ah, make it look like he's climaxed. Motherfuckers don't want to pay Bronson Reed, but can make this stupid ass fucking Roman statue bust a nut. Fuck off. Word. <laughs> uh, yeah, Roman. He stands in the ring. He stares down Finn, and the crowd just starts chanting for John Cena. It is 2009 all over again. I hate it. <laughs> fucking. They don't care about the guy in the ring. They just care about Cena. What? What is up with this fucking crap? We want Cena. We want, you. You got a top guy in the ring next to the tribal chief. Cheer for that man. Why are you cheering for the fucking part timer that you're going to boo if he wins the universal championship? It, it's and that's, it's because they don't elevate guys like Finn to this level, and they need to. But Roman, he's like, I understand why you're upset, Finn. I, we spoke on our position on what happened last week. But you need to understand that I tried to help you. I wanted you to sign that contract. I tried to, I supported you. So, when you step in my ring, you need to keep the head of the table's name out of your mouth. He tosses the mic at him. So then fucking he turns around and walks away and then Finn just pushes him in the back. <laughs> I was like, what the just, fuck? What the he just shoves him and he flies over the fucking ropes. Yeah, he just waited till Roman turned around and just eh. like wait, like Jesus. Drop kick that nigga. Fuck. <laughs> like what? What kind of sense does that make? Like you not... started fucking shooting him, and I was like, yes, he shot him. Fuck yeah, the word. <laughs> I was like, all right, there we go, shoot him. So <laughs> then the crowd is still chanting for Cena. So like. It's killing Finn. Like, it's killing Finn. They gotta, that's all I'm thinking during this whole time as they chant for Cena. Killing Finn. He needs to get this segment. They gotta get Finn this segment. So then the Usos hit the ring. They beat Finn down. And then Finn fights back. He takes them both down. And he, he, he's looking at Roman up the ramp and he fucking shoots him. And I'm like, all right, let's go. The crowd's cheering. They're getting with Finn. I'm like, yes, perfect. Roman takes his shit off. He steps toward the ring. He starts brawling with Finn, and I'm like, all right, good, good, good. And the crowd's going crazy. And then Finn, he gets the better of him, sets up for the shotgun dropkick. But then the Usos cut him off, and the numbers game catches up. Roman puts on the guillotine. Fucking when Roman puts on the guillotine, (laughs) Finn taps out. Oh, my God. What the fuck? Why did you do that? Yo, when I saw that, I'm like, you know, good thing this was not a match. But why are you making someone like him tap out? I, I, throughout this whole segment, I'm saying the crowd is chanting for John Cena. They don't care about Finn. We need to elevate Finn and put him on their level. You don't fucking make him tap out, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, I appreciated that they had him get the better of the Usos. He got the better of Roman for a little bit. They were trying to build him as somewhat of a contender, but you got to give him more than that, especially when you see he's standing in the ring across from Roman Reigns and the crowd is chanting for John Cena. Like, I know I'm yelling into the void because they ain't going to This was possibly, I mean, I'm, ah, 
no matter how hard they try, I, I, you know, I had to take my glasses off for this. I, I can't. I don't fucking anymore. No matter how many times they tried to make this segment feel like it was something, the crowd just didn't give a shit. And it's just like, what's going on? Like, what is going on here? This whole thing with Finn, John, and Rome, what are they trying to do here? Because right now at this point, all you're doing, WWE in general, even if it is Raw or SmackDown, all you're doing is not giving a fuck about NXT, guys. Karrion Cross, Keith Lee, now fucking Finn, they don't give a fuck. And it's sad to realize that, you know, watching Finn Balor tap out, knowing that the, the match, knowing that there wasn't even a match that was sanctioned, there wasn't a referee there, it's like, how weak do you have to make this man in order to elevate him to the top again? Like, that is, that is fucking low. That is low on your end, WWE. Like, I don't understand. Like, it's, it's the little things that count. It's the little things that matter. And when you're trying to elevate a guy and make him look like a contender, shit like that messes him up man i just but again like i said i know i'm yelling into the void and i ain't watching this show next week how's what finn gonna look next week when he gets into the ring face to face with cena i don't think it's gonna I, I, it, it's i don't think it's gonna look good at all i think most it's gonna most likely be as if wwe might just lower the volume from the crowd and just keep it as low as possible and just focus on cena chance yeah i heard fake crowd audio tonight I, yeah I was like, a, there the was fuck? a lot of it why are they doing that you got real people now it, well there was there were points at the show where they were they did not care <laughs> it, it, there was it, someone there was someone raw also especially in drew's entrance like you could literally hear fucking michael cole audio when drew is coming out for his entrance i'm like whoa yeah they i caught that the sweetening but like yeah fucking that was smackdown like this yeah that's what smackdown this was yeah. the typical wwe formula <coughs> what i remember and so much of it is why i don't really watch this shit like it, it seems like in a lot of ways they've rebounded to what they were before the pandemic which is the stars are the stars. The top guys are the top guys. And everyone else is just kind of there in interchangeable roles, doing more or less the same stuff every week. So, yeah, it, it, it was all right. There were some pretty decent matches. Uh, Roman is a big star. Edge is a big star. Ed, Edge and Seth will be good. Uh I would like Roman and Finn will probably be good whenever they do it if they're gonna do it. But uh, yeah, there you go. What do you what uh, what do you grade the show? Uh, I guess a a, a medium tier bat. Yeah, medium bat. I'm gonna honestly say you know bottom line like the show was a show. That's what it was. I mean, everyone was more distracted with the amount of releases that took place within the second hour. And, you know, there was just the booking of this entire show was just. What, what happened? What happened here? What? Ha 
what did you do wrong, SmackDown? You were doing so good, and you give us this. Selena Vega, oh, you get your championship. Oh, you're not getting your championship. You need to prove that you need to get this championship. Oh, we're just going to fuck some of the matches. We're just going to do nerf football distractions, stupid disqualifications, instead of doing impromptu tag matches. This whole show just said, fuck it. Just go out there and be a show. I can't even imagine what they're telling themselves backstage. Oh, this was some good shit, pal. This is going to hit 2 million viewers and shit. I'm going to look at the viewership and I'm going to look at it and be like, I'll look at all the other YouTubers and they'll probably say to themselves, the whole booking here was just out of control. They just threw shit. This is basically what it was. Get everything on posted notes. You have five darts. You're going to have a blindfold. You're going to throw those five darts randomly. Whatever it lands on, that's what we're going to do. Fuck Selena Vega's momentum for the women's championship. Random matches that end in DQs and stupid shit. Have matches that everyone just didn't care for because of what really got what really got released out on the internet, which was more releases from NXT. And out of everything that happened here, the only thing that was good were the segments. The matches were subpar. They weren't really as impactful. And you need to start delivering more within SummerSlam. What's this whole confusion with Balor, Roman, and Cena? What Roman right now looks strong as hell, while Finn Balor looks like the weakest person in the whole fucking roster. At that point, you should have never even won against Baron Corbin. Oh. I was gonna give the, I was gonna give the whole entire show who booked this shit because this whole thing was out of control. But the crowd at least like kept me entertained. So it gets it gets a high bat a two point five. Uh, yeah, that's the show. That's what SmackDown. Let's bring it home. Tub. Let all the Ramble Maniacs know where to follow us. Of course, yeah, you already yeah. know where to find us. Find us on Instagram at Ramble Mania Show and at Banter Club Podcast. Find us on Twitter at Ramble Mania, Facebook.com slash Ramble Mania Show. Also find our group there, Ramble Mania Show's Banter Club, where we and the other podcasts and wrestlers and everything else we associate with post all the goings on and all that is going down. The visuals, of course, are right here on YouTube. Search Ramble Mania Show or Banter Club. And when you get here, you like the videos, you click subscribe and you click the bell so that when the new content drops, it goes straight say yeah yeah that's for me personally find me on instagram at tj the great one that's tj the gr the number eight the number one and find me on twitter at tj the great that's tj the gr the number eight it's as simple as that and you can find me on instagram at izombies double i z o m b double i e s z i got a fucking epic weekend ahead of me planetarium suicide squad and i don't know i'm probably gonna try wall burgers or something it's my fucking birthday i'm gonna be 33 yeah. and happy birthday to also joe gacy my birthday twin oh happy, man happy birthday uh, for tj the great i'm heels of the eye zombie we have been the ramble mania show we would like to wish you all a point and goodies a too fucking sweet too sweet and a good fight And a good night. Bang, bang.